Hey, what's going on? It's Kyle Cruz, and you're listening to the KC at the Movies podcast for the 8th of May, 2019. It's been a while. Um, hasn't been too long, actually. <laughs> but um, welcome. Welcome to the start of a belated Avengers week. Um, we're talking about... Before I get into the films today, I'll be talking about Avengers Endgame, a bit of a non-spoiler kind of review going on there, and then I'll be talking about two other films that have nothing to do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and um, I might talk about some Game of Thrones at the end, who knows. Uh, but tomorrow is a big one, tomorrow. If you are a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or if you want to just, you know, t- chat this shit, um, we won't be chatting this shit, um really, but you'll be listening to me chatting the shit, and if you want to hear some crazy theories or want to, want to know all my thoughts on Avengers Endgame, tomorrow is the Avengers Endgame, or I should say today actually, since it's fucking half past one, is the Avengers Endgame spoiler cast. Um, pilking everything Endgame, all the decisions they made, all the things that happened in it, everything Endgame, and then we finishing off by talking about the new Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. We're talking about a bit more of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well, but mainly we'll be talking about what the friggin' hell happened in Endgame. And what this all means for future MCU films, for past MCU films, TV shows on Disney+, a lot of things. So tomorrow's podcast will be definitely filling... All in all the gaps about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and and talking about all that again. I promise it'll be one of the last times I talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe on here. Because not even like, what, a month ago or so, I was talking about Captain Marvel and then the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe again. So this will be probably one of the final times I talk about the whole thing. However, Spider-Man Far From Home comes out on July 2nd, so uh, I can't really promise anything. Who knows what will happen. So, I've seen Avengers Endgame. I've seen it twice now. Um, I'm probably going to go a third time. Uh, maybe this week or the next. But this week also, Detective Pikachu came out. So we might have to, I don't know, we might have to wait for a bit. I'm also probably going to see Longshot tomorrow night. Um, but I just want to say, uh, I'll, I'll give some for non-spoiler thoughts. I won't uh, tell you anything in this kind of uh, review here. Um... I want to say it's an extremely satisfying end to the um, Infinity Saga, the combination to the Infinity Saga, which has been a story that has happened over 11 films, 20, uh, 22 films, sorry, 11 years, almost. Um, it was Iron Man 1's 11-year uh, uh, anniversary the um, the other day. And I did watch... Um, do watch it again, as long as the, as well as the um, new Marvel film, uh, the um, new um, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first Guardians of the Galaxy film. Sorry, Jesus Christ. Um, and I'll say that um, I was very, very happy and satisfied with each character's arc, wrapped up perfectly, um, and everyone has a really good moment in the film. Um, there's really great scenes. Um, it's three hours long, but doesn't feel like three hours long. And um, people will say the first the first hour will is a bit of a slog. Um, it's hard to get through because they're um, they're kind of not used. I guess they're not used to um, slow burns. I need to keep fucking sneezing. 
Uh, I guess they could like they're not used to slow burns. Um, I don't know. I um. I um. I liked it. I, I thought I didn't. I, I I would definitely watch it again. That's is why I probably see it a third time because I was I was definitely fine with the uh, the three hour kind of uh, the bit uh, the runtime for it. And it, to me, it doesn't really feel like three hours have passed. I honestly thought it was like an hour and a half because I think it's a really well paced film. Um, I mean, the, I think the first hour is is uh, you could be subjective because I, I really didn't feel anything. I I thought it was a well paced film and I got through it very quickly and then when it was over I didn't it didn't feel like three hours had passed it felt like a normal amount of time had passed and I would probably sit in that cinema for another hour um, and watch more but um, I'll say there's a lot of awesome what is called fan service but I think after this fan service that they deliver in this film I think after 11 years I feel like they've earned it and um, it's what everyone wants to see and they don't it doesn't feel like something that just comes out of nowhere it feels like it's been building for a while and I say this film is kind of builds the future of the MCU but definitely also improves on previous films and makes you appreciate those films even more um, instead of Thanos's um, turn this time around it is definitely the story of the original six Avengers um, or as, as I said, the first one is a, definitely a perspective from a villain perspective um, with Thanos. Like, this is definitely the Avengers film, ex especially Iron Man and Captain America. Um, Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. And I will tell you this. The last hour of this fucking movie is, is amazing. It's... I couldn't find any words for it. It, would, it was like... Mesmer I was trying to find words like mesmerizing, um, jaw dropping. Like I was, my jaw was literally on the floor, and I could not believe what I was seeing. In I'd say the last hour, forty-five minutes of this movie, it was absolutely fucking incredible, um, indescribable. What I was watching on the screen, and I'll say that right now for anyone who wants to um, go out and watch it. And also, if you haven't seen Endgame, I definitely recommend you stay off the social media because. Uh, they're sprawling everywhere, and um, as of today, the Russos have lifted their ban on the um, on the film. So you can like people can just go fucking go ahead and just spoil it anyway. It's all over the film. It's all over the uh, the webs, and um, yeah, I, I definitely stay away. And I think if you're if you're spoiling for other people, I think it's well, it's, I guess it's fine now. But the people who were doing it like the day after, like we're just fucking dickheads. Like, don't do that shit. And if someone says they don't want to watch the... F they want to watch the film and they haven't seen it yet, in, don't in their face just fucking say spoils in front of them. And if they've tried their best to stay off social media and you're just going to fucking spoil it for them after that, don't do that. Don't be that dick. So, um... Yeah, if you haven't seen Endgame yet, I mean, I mean, you really shouldn't be on anything. <laughs> I mean, and you've also had... I don't know. I, I know I've got a I've got a friend that hasn't is not going to watch it until this weekend. They haven't they won't be able to go till this weekend. So I feel like you would have watched it by now. Though it's it's been what two weeks, almost two weeks. Uh, what's the date? Well, the date today is the eighth, and it's been yeah, it's been nearly three weeks. No, sorry, two weeks. Got to get me shit together. What's going on here? Yeah, fucking May, June, April. So it's been... 
No, it'd be, it'd be, it would be two weeks now. Week, yeah, two weeks. Two weeks today. It came out on the 24th here in Australia. We got a date two days early. So those are my non-spoilerly thoughts. Um, it's definitely one of the best MCU movies. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Um, I've got an, I'm also going to do on tomorrow's podcast, the big MCU podcast, I'm going to do a rankings as well of all my, all my films. That'll also go up on my Instagram when you want to check that out and see what's going on. And, um, that'll be it. Uh, that is it. I loved Avengers Endgame. Loved it so much so I've seen it twice and I want to see it a third time. People are going to go, when they go out to see it, they're going to, they're going to go out and watch it a second time and they're going to go watch it a third time. I know people have gone and seen it like four times now. Uh, because it's just that fucking good, and I really I liked it better than Infinity War. So um, there you go. And I'm fine with the first hour, so don't add me. <laughs> right. We're gonna move off the. Uh, would you believe it or not? We're gonna move off the MCU right now. We're gonna move off. Um, I want to talk about two films that I watched um, in in the last month. Also, um, this is probably going to—they're probably going to be on my um, everything I watch because I expect another one of those episodes next week. But I want to talk about two films. Uh, one's directed by Paul Dano, and one's directed by Claire Denis. And um, I'm going to start off by talking about Paul Dano's film. It's called Wildlife, and um, I believe—I believe it played at last year's Sundance. But Wildlife stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Carrie Mulligan, um, Ed Oxenfold, Ed Oxenbold, I believe, Ed Oxenbold. Ed Oxenbold. He's from. Um, if you're Australian, he's he's from Puberty Blues. He's a little kid from Puberty Blues. And um, it's pretty much from his perspective. Uh, so what happens is uh, it takes place, I believe, in uh, shit. Where does it take place? Please have it here. <laughs> Please have it. It's definitely like in the 19... I think it's after 1980, I think. Around there. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, my internet just cut out. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Oh my god. Alright. Fuck me. Alright, hold on a second. Alright, I'm back. Um, sorry, but I just had to fix the um, the old internet up there. Kind of blocked out. But I did get the, uh, the idea for you. It takes place in 1960s Montana. Right. And uh, it's about a young... So it's from his perspective. Uh, his name's Joe. And his mother... Um, <clears throat> what happens is his, his father, Jer Jerry Brinson, he takes a dangerous job, which is um, being a firefighter, because they're, they're going through some wildfires at the time. And um, he decides he is working at like a, a kind of a golf place. And he doesn't want to do that job anymore because he's been treated like shit. So what he decides to do is take the job being the firefighter um, down, down the road. Um... Well, like away from home, so he's gone for he's gone for a long time, and the film is pretty much about uh, Joe's kind of um, dealings with what his mother go, um, decides to do when uh, Jerry takes the job. How his mother is played brilliantly uh, by Carrie Mulligan. She's definitely my favorite part of the film. 
Um, she's really, really good here. Really, really good. One of the best. One of the best I've seen her. And uh, yeah, as I said, uh, Jerry is played by Jake Gyllenhaal. But again, you don't see him much in the film. It's mainly you're mainly looking at Ed Oxenbold's character and um, and Carrie Mulligan. And Carrie Mulligan's just magnetic here. Um, so she decides to do some, you know, um, let's just say uh, she she's a bit outrageous. I'll say that she's a bit outrageous. And um, Joe has to kind of deal with what he's going. He's what he's also doing at the moment as well. He's going through. He takes a job at a photography studio, and he's kind of uh, learning to be a photographer. And all he's trying to do is trying to um, keep his family apart. Uh, keep his family. Sorry, not apart. <laughs> keep his family together. And. I like. I just like the way that Dano has directed this film. Um, it's also written by his partner Zoe Kazan, who again is brilliant and um, a wonderful actress. Um, and and like, it's based off a novel as well. Um, her just the the script is really is just really really nice. It's got a lot of conversations between Jeanette and her son. She's a very outrageous character, but I just like the way that um, Paul Dano has directed this film. Carrie Mullen's performance is just so good. She's very, she's very loose and she's very outrageous, but she's also very um, proud and, and very... You can tell there's a bit of a brokenness to her as well, but again, she just handles it with such um, gravitas, I must say. But it's like a mother that doesn't know what to do because her husband is not, not there. He could die. And she doesn't know what to do. She feels like she's kind of bogged down. She's like this housewife. And what I really liked about the film is... one of my, my, my Honestly, my favorite part of the film is... It kind of... I feel like Dano is kind of challenging the norm of being... Of, of being like uh, Jeanette character. Her, her, she's being like the housewife of Jerry, Jerry's character. Of Jerry Brinson. And, um, she, what I liked about it is it kind of shakes it up. I think, I don't know, I haven't read the novel, but I like the way Paul uh, Dano has directed this one. He kind of shakes that up. She is not really portrayed as a kind of housewife that goes, oh, well, well, he's going to go do that. And I'm going to do, I'm going to keep doing the chores around the house and do, and do mother things and everything like that. Of course, she's still going to be a great mother to a child, but she's going to do whatever she wants. She, she flips out. She flips out in this movie and she does things that, you know, people don't, if people were to do those things, they would regret. She does really outrageous things. I said, she's a very outrageous character. And I just love the way it was handled. It was kind of saying like, this is it. This is what is going on. Um, this is what we normally see in these kind of Hollywood films. Definitely from the, um, if we look back at the 1950s and 60s, um, this is what was going on. We always have. Um, well, I mean, you get it even even in comedies. You get you get the outrageous male or the rat mate or the dad that wants to go out and party, and his wife stays home and she does all the cooking and cleaning, everything like that. I mean, that could have been what it was like back then. I mean, definitely that was what it was like here. But um, she gets to pretty much she gets to be f kind of be free here. She likes to. She wants to play around. And um, she did talk to Dano about it, and they, and they did say that 
she wanted to she didn't feel like her character was wanted to be this kind of housewife that just went, was going to sit there and take it while her husband is out there in a very dangerous job that could could eventually die and she's just waiting for him to come back home it doesn't she, she doesn't do that Jeanette doesn't do that Jeanette just she kind of I mean yeah she flies off the handle she does things that she probably could regret but she still she doesn't she doesn't want to be that person she doesn't want to because in the beginning of the film you can definitely sense that but then throughout the film she kind of evolves into this very independent woman that is kind of you know is definitely trying to be a good mother to her child but also wants to do her own thing and feels like she, she's finally free to do those things now that she doesn't have to I guess look after Jerry but uh, I just liked how it, how it how it did that. I'm, I'm not used to seeing, and it, and it it feels weird to say I'm not used to seeing a char- a housewife character doing what they want to do, and it's like it's almost most movies portray that character as as kind of the housewife that takes you know, takes everything. She stays home while he does all that stuff, and she will she'll do everything. She she does all the chores. She takes care of everything else. And it's um, it was very interesting to see. It was very different to see her because I've never really seen that on screen. At first, I was like, "Oh wow, she's doing all these, she's doing all these things," and I was just like, "Well, why is she doing all this stuff when her husband is just there?" And you know, she's she wants to. It's it looks like she's going crazy, but it's it's realistic. I think. I think it's realistic that she's that. She's doing that stuff. She's going through that stuff because that's what a person would do. They would, they would make irrational decisions. They would. Um, I mean, when, I, when I'm thinking like that, I always make dumb decisions. If I'm honest, and um, I just, I just love the way her character was portrayed in this movie. I was, I was in so in love with the way her character was portrayed, and I, I, th- I think it's good to see that kind of change in this film, that this film does um, show. Uh, now, sorry, this coffee's getting cold. I gotta keep drinking it. But I gotta say, there's very, there's very um, rare films where I think that Jake Gyllenhaal is the lesser character in the in the film, and his performance is the lesser one. And I gotta say, in Wildlife, it's Carrie Mulligan steals this show. She is absolutely incredible. And she's, she's really, really good. So is Ed, Ed Oxenball, by the way. He he plays Joe with such subtlety, and he knows he's not the kid that's going to be like, oh, my mom, dad, stay together, there, there, there. He kind of, like, understands what's going on. And he's... I mean, you can tell he's trying to... He's obviously thinking, like, I don't want my fucking parents to split up, but, like, at the same time, he's kind of be like, well, you know, I think I've got to look at this, re- this situation realistically, because this is what could happen if, um, like, if, you know, the way, obviously the way she's going, or Jeanette's going in this film, but, you know, like, I may never see, first of all, I may never see that again, uh, and then second of all, uh, there seems that there is definitely a rift between my two parents um, in the second half of the film, definitely is where that kind of appears, and how he deals with that is very interesting to watch. Um, and I gotta say, man, like for Paul Dana's first directorial feature, 
um, he's done it. He's done a really well, really, really good job. There's a great script by Zoe Kazan in there as well, with him and, and Zoe Kazan working together. They're good writing partners, and um, it's just anchored by a very, very magnetic and very strong performance from Carrie Mulligan. Um, so I recommend you do check out um, Wildlife. It's a it's a nice little gem. Um, I might even put it on my Instagram and recommend it to you guys and put a little thing up there, as I normally do. But, you know, I, I, I may do that um, probably tomorrow. Right, let's talk about another film with another... Um, the word life in it. Um, we're getting a bit lifey tonight, are we? Um, High Life. Let's talk about High Life. It's directed by Claire Denis. It stars Robert Pattinson, uh, Juliette Binoche, I believe I'm saying her name right, uh, Mia Goff, and Andre Benjamin. Now, those are, those are your mains, but it mainly stars Robert Pattinson and Juliette Binoche. And uh, Robert Pattinson plays an ex... A, um, oh, I don't want to give... Cause if I give too much away, it's going to be hard to... Pl- um, really talk about it because you're you're mainly your main plot you're going to get from most places is a father and daughter struggle to survive in a deep space while they live in isolation it is pretty much about that if you like a bit of space isolation you're definitely going to get a lot of that film a lot of art house space isolation i'll say because this film is definitely not for the mainstream um definitely not at all and it's also produced by a24 so welcome back um it, this film is a very, um, it makes, again, it's a, it's a film that really makes you think definitely about life, uh, life philosophy, how a human, how humanity can be so greedy as well. Um, we're very, we can be very impatient and how we pretty much will do, we pretty much will do, uh, it's, it's another film, I guess, cause I think I talked about this with Drive Got's Concrete. It's another film where humans will do unimaginable things to get what they want or to kind of um, accomplish a mission. Let's just say that. In this film, I I would definitely go with the latter, accomplish a mission. Um, Because I don't really want to spoil it because I want to say like the plot and everything, but I I don't really want to spoil this movie because you do find out throughout the film that you're getting into something a bit more, um, uh, a bit more, um, I won't say abstract, um, uh, you find out a lot more, there's a lot more context, I'll say that. There's a lot more context behind it all, and you obviously you'll find out everything about who that who that is, and um, who he is on the ship as well. Um, it's an interesting way. Uh, fuck you! Just drop your pen. Um, it's an interesting look of how we definitely treat uh, criminals, and um, how bad a person can be to really consider them as a criminal and put them in that situation, and how we kind of can manipulate the system to really um, treat them in that kind of way. Again, it's very hard to <laughs> tiptoe around this. And um, I thought it was just a, like, it's a, it's just a fucking beautiful film at times. The cinematography is really nice. It's shot in a nice, I believe it's four by three ratio. 
166. Okay. Um, it's and it's it's not your average film, ladies and gentlemen. It's not your average film. There's a thing called a fuck box in it. Um, and I'm not going to say anything else there. If you want to check it out, go ahead. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's, it's very slow moving as well. You're going to be, if you can't really take a slow burn well, like if you couldn't, if you had, if you had to complain about the first hour of Endgame, you're not going to get through this film. Um, this film is almost, this film is the hour, the first hour of Endgame, but longer. It has a lot more like stuff hiding, hiding beneath it. Um, oh my God, that tasted shit. I didn't realize how cold my coffee was, and then I... Fuck, kids, there's nothing worse than, uh, drinking cold coffee. It's goddamn disgusting. Um, but I will say it's a great performance from Robert Pattinson. Uh, I love Mia Goff in it, too. She's really good. And, uh, Julia Binoche is... She's, she's, she's fucking weird in this movie. <laughs> she's... She's a bit of a weird one. In this one. But, um... I don't know. I I can't really. Yeah, okay, I'll I'll give you some. I'll give you a few spoilers, uh, minor spoilers, um, starting right now. So let's just put down a fucking time code here. So starting right now, I'll give you like kind of minor spoilers that kind of hint to the plot because I can't really. What the trailer is, it just looks like there's a father looking after a daughter, but there's there's um is there more to it? I don't know. So I'll say, what, 25 minutes in. Okay, so this is your kind of minor spoiler warning. If you don't really want to know more about High Life, um, first, first of all, I recommend it. If you're a big film uh, f- film fan, I recommend it. If you're a fan of Robert Pattinson's work, what he's been doing lately with his independent film, especially if you like the performance in Good Time, this is another kind of performance like that, but it, this, this one's a bit more, bit more uh, morose, I'll say. Um... And it's just a really interesting look at uh, how how we could, uh, I guess, just just life in general. There's a lot of questions that come up um, when you finish the film. Just like, wow, like what does this like? What could this mean? What could that mean? A lot of questions. I will say, I did get a few. I I did have a few lingering questions afterwards. I don't think it's a perfect film. Um, I do have a few lingering questions afterwards, and I don't think they were answered. They're answered in the well in the film. People could say this film was pretentious as well. I've had a I've had a friend of mine that say it was a very pretentious film, and it reminded him of Mother. And I was like, holy crap! All right. But um, if you like a good slow burn, you like a good space isolation film, you want to see something weird, abstract, fucking just bizarre, um, and some crazy shit going down. Um, High Life is the one for you. A twenty four again hits it. And they score, in my opinion. Uh, but a warning as well: there is there is definitely some weird shit in this movie. Like there's a there's there is a, there is a certain scene. I'm not gonna say what it is, but there's a certain scene, and it's 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 fucked. <laughs> I'll say it's fucked. Uh, I didn't think I'd be I was gonna see a scene like that in this movie. So where are we? Twenty seven. So just minor spoilers. This is your spoiler warning. So the f- the f- the plot is more about a kind of an a convict kind of colony, and they're kind of used for a reproduction experiment, and 
it's kind of like how disposable these kind of people these people are really because their their ship is hurtling towards a black hole and they have got this amount of time to reproduce this amount of people but they are re- they are pretty much reaching the inevitable kind of end really and well if if this black hole is a black hole and it fucks everything that's your kind of chance you're looking at it's it's kind of like a um I mean, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, what is it? Schrodinger's cat. Like you have the black hole could either be very deadly or it could be like, you could still live in that and then have that colony afterwards and, and have these, I guess these babies. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I kind of wanted to get into. I kind of wanted to just, it's, it's definitely, I think it's more of a look at, um, as well as looking at different aspects of life, I think it's more of a look at like criminals and how we could just use them for these kind of missions, how disposable they are, what makes a criminal, really. Um, because of the just like quite certain one offenses, because these people were picked at random. So, um, and then they're just in this fucking ship that's going towards a black hole. And we don't know what a black hole is. We don't know what is in, inside it. I mean, scientists could know, but I don't fucking know. I mean, you can look it up if you want, but I, I'm not going to do it. And I will say, that image we got of the black hole uh, from the, um, uh, what is it, the uh, NASA, NASA took that photo of the black hole, we got that black hole, high life was not far off. Holy shit. It was not far off. My God. Very, very close to what we see in, um, in that picture of the black hole. But that's all I'll say about High Life. Again, if you like some space shit, you want some weird shit, abstract shit in space, High Life is one for you. You love a bit of Robert Pattinson, chuck it in there. Put it on your list. Some fucking weird shit goes down in that fucking spaceship. Chuck it on your list. I want to say it's like... Oh, boy. I want to say it's like the Martian, kind of. I know it's weird by saying putting that in, but it's like the Martian and... 2001 together it's like the Martian meets 2001 there you go but 2001 a space odyssey not just 2001 you you know what I'm talking about jeez but it's like it's like that I'll just say it's like that um and then I'll end it there right so you can check that out if you want that'll um and you know let me let me know what you thought because I really liked it. I probably would watch it again if someone was up for it, but as of now, I've got to get through a lot of shit. Uh, but that's all. I'm gonna, that's all I got to talk about. It's a, it's a short one tonight. It's a short one. Um, tomorrow is going to be much much longer. Um, I will do. Uh, oh fuck! Well, today's because I'll either do that in the daytime. It'd probably be better if I did it in the daytime actually, because I need to get up in five hours. Um. Gotta take me a little sister to school. Gotta do the uh, the old duties from Mum washers in Sydney. Um, so that's it. I'll be talking about. So when that comes out, it'll be all about Endgame. Full spoilers on Endgame. Spoiler cast on Endgame. Um, and I'll be talking about Marvel Cinematic Universe, Spider-Man: Far From Home trailer, future of MCU, what that does, and how it kind of works in the previous films because it's really hard to talk about Endgame without getting the spoilers and now to finally really talk about it because I want to talk about it all the different stuff in it that I saw 
I can finally kind of let loose. I feel like I was very restrained back there. Even though I did let a few things loose, I wasn't, I hope I wasn't too spoiler with it. Uh, do check out Wildlife. Do check out um, High Life. I think Wildlife is a bit more accessible, but if you want to get weird, if you want to get, if you want to just have a fucking weird, weird night, um, you know, weird little mood, check, chuck on High Life. It's a slow burn. It's a slow moving beast, but it, um, it's very, very interesting and intriguing to watch. Uh, and that'll do. That'll bloody do it. Um, I've got a bit of uh, got a bit of news as well. I'm thinking about having two, um, having making a separate uh, account on social media for this kind of thing because uh, I'm looking to expand this uh, a bit. Might even be looking at a new kind of new kind of uh, bit of a facelift for it. Um, I do have a personal Instagram that I use, and I that's how I use to put my personal. Um, you know, uh, my top five and everything up like that. Uh, I will do, what I'll do is I'll still keep doing that, the top of my, every month on my personal one, but I'm thinking of making, opening a business one and then using that, using that to promote this, this um, podcast. And um, I'll give all the updates when, when all the episodes come out on that. That'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, so if you want to, I might even kick that off tomorrow or on Thursday. Um, today or Thursday, looking at looking to really expand those horizons a bit. I want to get a bit more serious, and I've been saying this for like months. But you know, things happen. You know, you, you get you lose, you get money, you lose money. Things happen. With uh, you, there's situations that you can't handle, and they just seem to just fucking blossom out of nowhere. And then you can't do shit about it, and then you got to move on. You know, you got to move on. But not us. Uh, that was a bit of an game there for you. So, um, yeah. Thanks for checking this out. Thanks for listening. Uh, bit of a short, as I said, a bit of a short one. And I'll be looking to make that second account if you want to check out, if you want to really get on the know of the podcast and the thing, every single post and every single podcast will be up there. And if you also want to check out my letterbox as well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting back active on there. I've been noticing I've been slacking a bit there lately. So I've been back on letterbox. Everything is updated for my 2019 list. Uh, everything's updated for my 2019 list and, um, every single review will be up there as well. And also from now on, I'll be documenting everything in a, in a diary. So if you want to really keep up to date with pretty much all, everything I'm doing, all the films I'm watching, I will be putting those in a, in a, in a, in a diary every time I watch them. Um, again, I'm, I'm, I said, I'm looking at long shot tomorrow night. I'm probably going to buy a ticket after this Re- recording is done. And, um, I want to check out Detective Pikachu, but again, I've got a busy weekend. I might actually wait till next week and check out Detective Pikachu then. I am very happy about next week, though, because I'm going to see John Wick 3. So, I could even do a everything I watched next week and then do a bit of a teasing of John Wick 3 as well. Um, give you guys a little early review for that. Um, which I'll be... I'll be stoked if that if I can do that. That'd be really really fun, and you can you can come here first to get your thoughts on John Wick three, uh, and if you should go out and watch it, um, and also I'm looking into kind of put this on Spotify to make it a bit easier for you guys to listen to. Um, I'm currently on car only on Castbox at the moment. I'm trying to expand to different things. Um, I'm going to try and get on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but. Um, I'm only gonna. I'm only gonna get there if you guys can get me there. 
Um, if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you tell your mates about it. If they love film, they want to know about film more. Um, you know, they, you know, let them, let them know what this is all about. I'm a little passionate about a lot of things. There's going to be a lot of tangents, but if they're on board with that kind of shit, let them know about it. And uh, if they want to know about films that they're not really seeing, that I feel like not many people are talking about, um, this is the this is the podcast to listen to. So, for the third time, <laughs> um, thank you for listening, and uh, I will see you later today to talk about Avengers Endgame, everything MCU. Fuck, we're gonna get into it. All right, I'll see you then. Love you three thousand.